Welcome to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. Keep up with Lisa's day-to-day problems and solutions she encounters with Outlook, third-party apps, and Office 365. The learning never ends, folks. Learn from Lisa. You're listening to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. I'm Lisa Hendrickson, your hostess. This is show number 57. Just a reminder, you can find all my shows and notes at callthatgirl.biz slash office365 or at callthatgirl.podbean.com. And also now, hopefully, I'm going to start having all the shows up on YouTube, so you can check them out at youtube.com slash callthatgirl. And before we get on with our guest interview, I want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors at River. They are web and email specialists, and they've been my uh, vendor for three and a half years. I'm very happy um, with their services and their sales. They are, um, excuse me, they're all based out of Florida. They're open 24-7. Most of the techs at the first level answer everything right away. And if you don't um, find that they can answer it, they usually um, move your call to another level engineer. You never have to call Microsoft, and that's why I love working with them. And also their new SharePoint support, not new, but they've got some SharePoint support. That's pretty awesome. Everybody needs that, don't we, Tom? Oh, yep. The new SharePoint. So anyway, before we get going, I want to introduce our guest here, Tom Lawrence from Lawrence Technology Services out of Taylor, Michigan. And some of you might know Tom from, well, let's just start the list of many places you can find him. (laughs) I found him on the IT Bog group on Facebook, the Information Technology Business Owners Group, which we could talk about that a little bit too. But then after I started seeing all of Tom's posts and stuff, I started like following him because he's kind of a character. He's fun. And so I became his friend on Facebook. And that's where you really get to see the glory of Tom is all his uh, selfies. But that was dirty <laughs> fun, which I just get a kick out of Tom, to be honest with you. And then I started going, well, what else does Tom do? So Tom's on YouTube and Tom has a podcast show. And then I was kind of like, man, I kind of feel like Tom is like my internet twin brother. We just didn't run into each other. <laughs> I just love it. And for me to find somebody that has the same character, I don't know, feel I do. I just was like, you got to be on the show, Tom. And what what got me to invite him was he put out a little um, Google Analytics thing. So that's going to be our topic this week is Google Analytics, marketing. And there you go, Tom. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go ahead and just tell us about your business first or the things you want to discuss and then we'll get into some topics? Well, you know, I started out on an 8-bit adventure on an Atari computer. Oh, wait, let's fast forward a little bit. (laughs) You know, yeah, 8-bit, man. That's right. My childhood was Atari 2600, you know. (laughs) But, uh, no, I started out in the uh, IT industry as from playing with, you know, my TRS-80 and my Atari 2600, uh, you know, video game console. I actually started as a first job in 95, um, working for small mom and pop shops, worked my way up into being a corporate IT manager for a tier one Ford supplier. Taylor, Michigan is actually just on the edge of uh, Detroit. So we're the Motor City okay. here. and. So I worked for a big uh, Ford supplier, which is a transportation provider. And I was, uh, I got in on the ground floor and through a good series of happenstance, ended up being their IT director as the company expanded, had about a $1.2 million budget for my IT. So I had lots of cool stuff and we were doing cool things. And uh, the company kind of had some issues, you know, Cayman Island accounts, IRS, there was a clash, 
yeah, took two years of depositions to sort out what the hell they did. I don't know either. Uh, I didn't care. So I took an opportunity in 2003 to start Lawrence Technologies. And we just, I started out just servicing businesses. We expanded later to service uh, retail as well. So we're kind of a hybrid business where we're doing both at the same time. Uh, so I have a retail store. So if you look around and find my name, PC Pickup, uh, we named the retail store different because we realized the needs are different for those people that need their Facebook and Candy Crush to work versus people who go, my business needs to run. So yeah. now we're a full service IT, everything from infrastructure, cabling, uh, Wi-Fi, build outs, uh, security cameras, retail stores. So it's it's really multifaceted what we're doing. Cool. Uh, but we're doing some brand consolidation. And I've seen this on the IT blog, some discussion about it, of whether or not, you know, having multiple names. And we're finding the inconvenience of it is a little bit daunting. So over the last year, we're bringing everything just under the Lawrence brand uh, for simplicity. That way there's not this, is it which company are you? We are the company. And now we're just going to bring it all back under one. Yeah, it makes sense with, uh, especially since you've outgrown one of the businesses, you know. Yeah, we, you know, we're still doing the retail stuff, uh, but I'm not pushing it as hard. So not like I'm canceling any of it. I've just, it's got a great flow. Uh, we got over 5,000 clients and a lot of them recurring on the retail side. So it's one of those, I don't really need to do a lot with it. I just do a couple Facebook posts once in a while with it. And that's enough to keep the retail people coming in. I'm not really, my ad spend on it has dropped dramatically, but it hasn't killed the sales at all. So oh, wow. yeah, that makes sense then to focus on the, the technology services. Yeah. We're getting into um, what I call hybrid managed services. Okay. So we're doing the managed service stuff, break fix, and uh, we're really focused on small businesses. So we have about 420 companies uh, that we do IT for, nice. uh, but a lot of them are very small. A lot of them only have three or four computers. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't add up to be as a lot of computers. Some of the bigger ones have 100 you know, uh, workstations and servers. So we have a couple of big clients that represent bigger dollars for us, but we don't mind servicing. We'll service. We have a, a private practice, for example, that has one single computer. She's a uh, <laughs> and she's got one computer and she's on her MSP. She wants everything just to be right all the time. And she's, she's a con- counselor. She makes good money. She prepaid it for six months. You know, nice. they, it, so and we don't mind. And she's actually been a really good client and she's only called us once in the last really? three months. <laughs> wow. I used to have all that kind of services a while ago. It was nice. I had an MSP provider partner, but some people do want the full on everything. They just yep. want to be taken care of if there's a problem. Yeah, that's how, I, you know, when I started changing my business to be like, is that something I want or not? And I was like, no, because Tom, guys like you rely on me for mm-hmm. help. But then, you know, I mean, I get a lot of tech calls. So I'm like, I'm better off just staying where I'm happy, which is servicing yeah. everybody. Yeah, you, you do that. You find your focus and like, you know, you're an expert in Outlook. So there's there's a need for that because it, the world's changing. I, you know, we're a big pusher of Google Apps and that, but there's still half my clients are using Outlook, if not more. Uh, there's technical challenges. Outlook's not a simplistic product. It's a very full service, very encompassing system. So, oh, yeah. uh, and the people that need it, they have a lot of real specific things, whether they're working in healthcare. Um, we had some, we have an insurance client. It's part of their bidding process is the Outlook plugins that are custom written that tie into their quoting process to rate their insurance and automatically add the attachments and fill it in. I, there's an entire set of plugins that came with their insurance nice. uh that they resell for. So they have a tight integration. They can't switch. They need Exchange Server. They need Outlook. It's a full integration package. That ain't going away. 
it's it's big oh, in the no. insurance industry. It's big in some of the, uh, we have a healthcare provider, the same thing. Um, they have an integration with specialized Outlook plugins that are for their rating for uh, their HIPAA plugins and the way they send their uh, quotes out. It's all integrated yes. in Outlook. There's no web, there's no web app for it. It's, I don't get those calls yet, but you know what I did get a call for? I think I told you that Microsoft Dynamics CRM. Yeah. Oh, the guy actually said it wasn't the product for him. So I was like, damn it. I really wanted to kind of get in there. Yeah. I want to kind of test it out and see what I could do with it. So now it's either up to me to go and do it myself and get the experience because I know it. I know I'll look and to try to beat it up a little bit, but uh, I don't know. It With the CRM and the plugins and stuff, I get so like, there's so many. I can't yeah. keep up with learning them. So I consider, I just know the top nine. Those are the standard ones everybody knows. So, hoofda. All right, Tom. Well, let's do this. Let's go. Let's go into the uh, the topics I want to talk about. Um, are you done with all the? Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, but, you didn't. Um, okay. <laughs> sorry. I can rant about myself forever, but I know. Hoofy, we're moving on. <laughs> a show of no topic probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> it just cracks me up because i'm just saying i love chatting with you all right well let's talk about some of the stuff that was put up on the facebook group so i think i'd asked you to show me your stats yeah and that kind of got me excited because first of all i don't know a lot of text that get into the stats part of google analytics right i check that every day almost i mean i'm like not every day but often and I like watching my blogs and I like watching the, 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 the trends. Um, and I saw that you did some unique stuff on with the analytics, with your blogs and the SEO and all that stuff. And that's what I kind of wanted to talk about with, because um, of our audience, they're doing the same thing, but the text analytics don't know then. So, I mean, if you didn't do your analytics, how would you know what was hot in your blogs? Yeah. And that's, um, you know, I have a weird, I mean, I was pulling it up because I'm curious about this again. It's been a little while since I looked at it, but I, uh, a while ago had a big, my, uh, see Canadian. Oh, India is India and the UK are now ranking them, but I had a, I have a couple of them that rush Russia fell down to six, uh, but Russia was a big part of my, uh, analytics. Really? It turns out they really liked my firewall videos. And but oh. that's the thing. If you're not constantly watching why people come to your site, and that's like a, a, we can't write up a new client. Like my guys, when they're standing at the front counter, um, you know, the real world people, there's no way they can even add a customer without asking the question of how did you find out about us? Yeah. They're trained and they can't go forward in the procedure. It like programmically, they can't, we wrote, we wrote our yeah. own point of sale system and they can't fill They can't go until that ad, that question's been answered. They can't leave a yeah. blank. Um, so I'm constantly watching how we client acquisition and I'm watching on the, how we acquired the clients on the analytics. Cause yeah. I don't know why people are coming there. And then I'd also shared some, uh, some of my stats with you for like my Facebook videos. And it's the same thing. You know, I did the little Pokemon go videos or promotion yeah. and that's my kind of, you take popular items, trending items as you know, people are want to talk about, and then you bring them a little bit back and you're keeping yourself in front of them. And that's the key because now I'm on the tip of their tongue and it's just weird. Someone sees that. And they messaged me and they go, you know, I have a password problem with my laptop. <laughs> and I said, yeah. oh, okay, bring it. And I just sent a message back. Hey, bring it to our retail store. Uh, here's the address. <laughs> and it came off a Pokemon video. Nice. So it's the little things like that. Um, but you're constantly keeping yourself out in front of them all the time. That's that's a big key. But then you have to know how to get out in front of them. Look at your analytics. Dig into it. Uh, I, I really like the user flow um, on when you're looking at the 
uh, acquisition, when yeah. you look at like where they came in and where they dropped off, like what they click through and you kind of build a story in your head of, okay, they landed on this blog post. And then from this blog post, they were interested in this one. And then they actually went to the about me page because they wanted to learn more about my company. Yeah. And if they stop there or go to the contact, we don't get as many emails as I'd like. I've tried. I don't really know why. That's not really where they seem to reach out and call me more than anything else. Yeah. The lead capture part. Is that what you're, what you're yeah. saying? Is, you have a yeah. little problem with. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think it's because uh, this is where I'm going to go with this right now is that we do things on social media that is not always for a client to call us. Right. It's for your technicians to learn. Right. So a lot of our analytics aren't necessarily, uh, well, they're going to make us money by either clicking on a video or something or whatever. But uh, I mean, that's why it's harder when you're doing um, social media stuff like we are and yeah. helpful to everybody, not just uh, the clients. Yeah, you got to break it out. And that's, uh, that's been helpful too. We had a school um, that contracted me for some work and they had seen the videos and the technician error was stuck on something. So then they reached out to me because they seen my videos and it, the video was more tech focused. Mm -hmm. um, but then they said, you know what, this guy must know. So then they, he talked his boss into contracting me to get the, to do the work remotely. Nice. So it's one of those, it's kind of indirect, but it ends up directly uh, helping me, um, which oh, is really great. good. I, I helped this uh, doctor's office out in Florida. Uh, same thing. They had some firewall problems. And I did mention you earlier, I've probably talked to the show, a guy from Turkey. And he just had one little question. It was an easy fix um, about the way the uh, VPN was set up. But I'm like, hmm, Turkey needs a VPN out of the country. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you never know who that real guy is. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, they're going to tell you. <laughs> no. Well, I like that um, the, what I've been finding in the past few months is that the clients are going to YouTube with their Google searches. Yes. So what, what I'm finding is I did this the other day. I said, oh, I need to go look that up. I go, hmm, that's a YouTube search. I actually made the distinction of what I, how my answer was going to be solved by going to which place, Google or YouTube. Yep. And I was like, I need a YouTube for that because I actually need to see it or to do it. And that's why I've been... I mean, I'm finding more clients are saying that we're finding your YouTube videos. But I'm really not putting that many. I'm more out there. I mean, no, I and it's, yeah, there's there's such a good uh, metric there. I mean, the second largest search engine in the world is YouTube. Not being <laughs> not Yahoo, it's YouTube. That's the second largest. And uh, you know, with Google owning them, it's the when you look at the search results, they're littered with YouTube videos. You have a link to a website, and you have a link to a YouTube video. So there's just so much back and forth on that. And, um, you know, one of the ways you could even market more is by doing little 30 second videos, how to do yeah. this in Outlook or how to do that in Outlook. The reality is you could, there's videos on how to take a transmission out of the car. And yeah. what they usually do is they watch it and they go, well, I'm not doing that. That looks really hard. I will call this person who right. clearly knows how to do it and have them take care of it. You know, uh, my firewall videos are one of them's an hour and 15 minutes of wow. detailed step by step procedures on configuring it. All the answers are in that video. And if so, the, some of them watch it, some of them get part way through the video and they're like, you know what? <laughs> I can just call him and he'll do it. I think the key to good how to stuff is to uh, not get down to the detail step by step that, like you would find in a blog, mm -hmm. but to, but to kind of go, so then you need to go do this. You export it out, blah, 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 import it in, yeah. and you don't take the steps that they need. So then they're like, well, I don't know how to export. I don't know how to import. So I, it, it encourages them. They might Google that. But to my clients, 
for my rate, they're not going to go do that technical step. I don't think because it's scary for them. Yeah. <laughs> their data, it's their outlook. You know, it's a lot different than yeah, uh, they're, they're worried about it. And there is that they're worried they're going to screw it up and it's their contacts. And, you know, especially if you work in the sales industry specifically, your lifeblood is that contact list you developed, oh, yeah. curated and exported and managed for every job you have as a salesperson. You hire your salesperson, that's because they're a good salesperson, but because they came pre-built in with their contacts and okay, they usually yeah. have, they're like, I got this from the old company. It's on this phone. Cool. That's why we're hiring. Yeah. You don't know how many hijacks I get paid to do, Tom. Yeah. Uh, I calls me on Sunday night. Can you remote into my computer? And I'm uh, like, um, for 200 bucks an hour, I will on a Sunday night because they're leaving tomorrow. And I'm like, I'll go back up anybody's stuff and put it onto a new server. I don't yep. I have no, no qualms with that. You know, Tom, before we get going, maybe we should explain to uh, the listeners what Google an- Analytics are, just in case they don't know. Yeah. Uh, so first, I'm going to say, like, the, the best – is your website in WordPress? Oh, yeah. Okay, I figured. It seems like you're WordPress kind of guy. Uh, so if your website is on Google Analytics or it's set up with it, you can go to um, a special link that Google gives you, and you can track your website clicks. Now, I'm looking at mine right now because, Tom, I wanted to ask you a question about something. But sure. you can actually see a lot of data, and it's almost too much data. I don't look at it all myself. My favorite buttons are behavior. Yes. And then I go to overview. <laughs> <laughs> and then I look to see what my, my page views look like. I'm not really a big one. I'm worrying about the bounce rate, which the bounce rate is uh, how fast they leave. I don't even care about bounce rates. That's kind of old in my opinion. But I like looking at the page views and the pages that are top ranked. And that's what got me interested in talking about this with you, Tom, was your stuff and your top links were incredibly different than mine. And, and I mean, like, because I blog like you do, errors and FYI stuff, and you did some SEO stuff. So you can actually see in these analytics what every blogger page is ranking at and how many clicks you get. And then, of course, Tom, you go into more detail. Um, as you said, you could watch where they exit and all that. I've never even looked. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a user flow and take a look at the user flow and break that down. All right. I'll do that. I, I might even have, I'm trying to remember if I have, uh, as I've done a bunch of, I do a lot of public speaking and that's what led me to YouTube is I already, I've been doing for years, public speaking and like, I missed the boat cause I should have recorded everything I did. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I've done a couple training things. And a lot of what I talk about when I, train people on it is watching the user flow because you watch the ins and the outs and you're kind of, like I said, that's where I'm really building my story of where it is. So when I look, you know, for just like a couple months of how many people directly landed on my structured cabling, because we've been really working on that page to capture a lot because it's a yeah. big ticket item for us. Um, and, you know, I see 2000 people, that was their start page, not my homepage, but specifically starting there. Um, you know, do you want to see, do you want me to screen share? I could show you mine. Yeah. I mean, sure. I thought that now that I'm doing video for the shows, um, if you're watching or for, sorry, if you're watching a podcast, sorry, listening to a podcast, you can check out the YouTube. So let me screen share this, Tom. And at least we can show people what I'm talking about. See my mouse? Yep. You see the mouse? Yep. Okay. So this is where you said the user flow is. And I have no idea um, what this is. But right, you're, you're looking at for your, cause you're looking at it by country here. So uh, you can change it. Oh, let's go to my favorite country. 
India. <laughs> Where, of course, all my fans are on my Facebook page. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, let's see. Let's first start by showing folks the, uh, the all my favorite is the behavior overview. Okay. So here is where I'm moving the mouse. You can see what kind of clicks I get on a daily basis. Now, yes. Mind you, these are all, you know, during the week, it's high. During the weekend, it's low. This day, I had something awesome happen. I don't know what, 515. <laughs> but um, then down here are my, like, what I would call the good blogs and the good pages right here. This one here, Tom, this blog's been out for like six years. And it's still a big hit. God, I rank on number one for almost all these keywords for years now. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to kill that blog, even though I don't do the tech support anymore, because I'm worried I might lose ranking somehow. So it just stays there. But this one yeah. is one of my good uh, blogs that's really hot and has been for months. It's an Outlook error. Here's another top one. And I got that old internet one. And then these all come down. These are pretty much... Uh, uh, the top blogs, but guess what this one's from? Remote support terms. Okay, yeah. I put that up on the Facebook group for the IT bog, and we got 127 clicks on that from that IT bog group. Isn't that something? That's pretty cool. Well, not all of them are from that, but you know, I don't get that many clients that actually read down to this level. So, I mean, I know that the the Facebook group, those people are interested. That's a lot. Yeah, so anyway, the top troubleshooting repairs. Now I've got this kind of all over the internet now, so it's it's getting okay in, in clicks and stuff. But um, then you can view the full report. I'll do that here real quick. So then for the folks that are trying to see more detail down, you can go see what the next levels are uh, of your, you know, what's, what's ranking high. Now what you said earlier, Tom, is you got to watch to see what's trending. Well, that the, the blog for the time limit for logging on was reached. That one started creeping up and I started wondering why. And I found out there was some kind of a glitch with Outlook. This was almost up to a thousand at one point. Wow. Yeah. So of course, what do I do is I go and change that blog to say, call me. <laughs> if it's a live blog, you can put whatever you want on there, you know? So... All right, so let's scoot over to that uh, user flow, and now we can just – I know you mentioned it. I don't even know how to run this. So, uh, change it from country. Okay. And uh, do it by, for example, um, you can do, like, uh, advertising, Ooh, like an ad group, a campaign, or behavior, and you can look at how, uh, how you acquired them. Oh, okay. Let's like landing that. page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so see now what you're seeing is, um, like for example, right in the second one down. Yeah, they started there at your homepage, and then you can see where they in the interactions they flowed out. Now the down arrow means drop off. That means they hit that okay. and they didn't go any further. Some so of these for example, went over. yeah, you're seeing a whole lot of people hit that very top one, but they didn't go anywhere else on your website. Yeah. But if you hit the homepage, now you're looking at them seeing, okay, the next click was contact us. After that, it was, you know, the publications, oh. the tags. You're following where they're going for each one. Oh, interesting. Very cool. So you, you actually have on the third one down, you have better flow because they start at that 
start there and it leads them back to your homepage. And then you follow that person from your homepage and you can see what you're doing is start page, interaction, second interaction, third interaction. Now the people that on third interaction are ones you want to really look at for retargeting because they've dug, they've dug into your website. So now those are the people that you go, okay, they're interested. They have now started all the way over here and wandered their way through my website. So they're really looking at my services or sizing me up. And the number doesn't have to be big. Like you said, they can be one guy looking for a migration and you're like, Hey, I have a couple migrations a week and I'm a happy person. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Those migrations are good, good work. Yeah. And so what you try to do is uh, start developing behavior analysis off those people that landed three interactions in because they're, they're clearly digging around on your site for something. Yeah. They're looking at you, wanting to know the history, wanting to know some pricing, wanting to know maybe what you do. And then that's what you can, uh, there's a right-click option for group details, and you can start breaking it down. Okay, let me try that. So this Okay, yeah, they see, they want, this is their, they want some proof. They run to your testimonials page because they, they read what you do. And now the next level, they go, okay, this person does the services I'm looking for. What do people say about them? And now they're flowing through to that. And yeah, look at 50 seconds on that page. That means they spent some time reading it. So and yeah. it's, this is the details you want to know because you're like, you know what? Maybe I should throw a few more testimonials on there. Yeah, it, screw, screw that bounce rate. That's 50 seconds of, you know, yeah. that's only seven people. That's good. Yeah, and it doesn't take much because it's all about, because you're you're a very uh, focused specialized. So it doesn't take, you if you had seven large jobs come out of it in one week, you'd be, you're happy. Yeah. <laughs> Heading to the casino. <laughs> <laughs> Not far. Not far for me. Not far for you. <laughs> so this is really interesting here. I, and you know what I think what I would want to do is if I was going to get deep into this, I'd want to go look at all my pages on my website, which if right now I'll just throw up the, the current call that girl. <clears throat> so I have a real simple navigation bar here. Uh, testimonials right at the top, which I used to not keep on there until I started having clients ask where it was. <laughs> I was like, well, no, it's right here. So you can't, yeah. it. it used to be hiding over here. Cause I didn't think anybody gave a shit, but actually Tom, they do. They do give it, a shit. <laughs> it, it, right there. You had people and, and whenever you can try, and this is always the hardest part, especially for what uh, we do, because there's not something we're selling online directly. So you don't always have that relationship between them and uh, the actual final sale, like were they the same? Were the, the the sale for the big migration? Did it come from that one of those seven people that spent you know sixty seconds reading through my testimonials? Hard to tell, but you know people are looking at it, and you know like you had mentioned before, I'm always shocked at how many technicians don't spend the time looking at that, and it's, yeah. that's huge for your business. Like understanding what people are looking at when they're looking at you digitally uh, to try and come up with that. Now, Facebook does have an advantage because of I use conversion pixels from Facebook. I have embedded in my website. Mm -hmm. That way I can do uh, full tracking of my Facebook ads and Instagram ads and see what converted and brought those people actually to the pages um, for my call to action. Wow. So I'm using that. So I have a whole other set of analytics I do on just Facebook. Yeah, and I haven't done any of that stuff because I just don't think it's for my – I don't know. Maybe it would be good for me, but right now I'm just busy as it is. Yeah. With what I'm doing. So I'm like, ah, I just couldn't imagine having to deal with another whole new marketing. Which <laughs> I was like, you already, you know, you can have a whole show on that yourself. Yeah. So and that's, I'm slowly getting, um, one of the things, and someone told me curated is the wrong word. So I don't know what to call it. My Facebook <laughs> is someone says you don't curate people. I'm like, I don't know. Isn't it? Is that the, maybe I'm 
English impaired, <laughs> but I filtered my list. So the people on my Facebook are a very niche group of people. I have um, a lot of what I can only describe as high-end CEOs and business people on my Facebook. So when I post stuff, my interactions are with executive level and even including political people. Tom. So they, I'm, I, you know, I'm having conversations with other CEOs and business owners that are on there, um, as opposed to people who post cat memes. And I love cat memes too, but you know, at some point, <laughs> I've got to make some money. <laughs> uh, see, here's, a, here's another word for yours is either a uh, little, little racy is massaged your list. I like that. Massaged it, yeah. Massaged it. Another one is farmed it or... Uh, not, I, the word curated is it's almost like you profiled your audience to be what you needed. Yeah. So, and I don't know how to do that. And I, and again, laughing back to my Facebook fan page of 10,000 people I just got recently, you know, I, I know at least half are in the United States. The other half are people from India who like the word call girl. Yep. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> those 5,000 people. A lot of those are from my original Facebook page that are real true people. You know, yeah. so I mean, that's something that for marketing, I could get that nailed down to only the U.S. I do know I've seen that in the promoted boost area, right? Yep. Yes. That's what you're talking about is yes. you can promote, pay the 20 bucks and only get that to those people, right? Yeah. Um, some of my ad spends on Facebook get up to five, $600 a month, um, sometimes higher. The uh, And the results are amazing on it, you know. God. I mean, just uh, to give some perspective, I haven't, I'd uh, um, probably a handful of the ads, one of them's led to over $90,000 worth of business this year. I mean, oh my God. And that's so worth the 600 bucks. Yeah. People say, I can't believe you're spending much on Facebook. I'm like, ah, do you, my numbers are kind of big. I can, I can quantifiably justify it. I can tell you the results are there. Don't be afraid to throw a few dollars on it. And, uh, you know, it, it's keeping, especially with the structured cabling jobs. Some of, if you've seen some of the videos we did on those, promoting those on Facebook, it's weird. So the Pokemon video, I think, has five or 6,000 views. And it led to me a few sales and some interactions, which is cool. And I think four, almost 4,000 of the views were organic. I actually only spent $16 promoting Pokemon. Oh, my God. <laughs> By, yeah, 16 bucks. But it was, the result was this, a massive amount of interaction. But then when you look at my structured cabling video, you only see several hundred views. Yeah. But one of those views. Made a lot of money. <laughs> was worth 27000 because oh they've seen it. And they go, that I we want to contract you to do our next job. We love the work you did. We seen the work. We seen your the guy actually commented and he was the uh, CTO of a big company that's local. And he said, We seen the work you did, and we know it was your guys doing it because you filmed them doing it. And we thought that was really cool. And so they kind of got to not just hear a testimonial, it's a whole time lapse of us building out a project, mm -hmm. and um, that really got their attention. Mm -hmm. And even the one that I filmed that we built out they were interested because before that we went to another one that was a smaller job and uh, I videoed, that was the first one I videoed because I always have to ask the client's permission and things like that. Yeah. So some of them are weird about it. And so I, as much as we've been doing this for years, I've only recently started really asking permission to do the video, but that's all been a stacking of leading up to bigger and bigger jobs. Yeah. And it's you been know, the doing video is, it's so cool for that. that they're seeing the text do it. Mm -hmm. And all of that, because I think people are starting to uh, realize that they're going to the internet to find strangers, but these strangers are hireable. Yeah. And that's why I love the videos. Yes. I love it. You're proving, you know, your shit, you can do it and you're going to be the one doing it. 
Or yes. your company. Yeah, you're not going to farm it out and you're not going to da-da-da. People are loving that. And, Tom, you said you can boost that on Facebook, those videos, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think I saw that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, my da, my Facebook stats, and I, I they're actually publicly posted. Um, I share stuff on IT Bog, but anything I share yeah. there, I won't lie, anything I share there, I do post publicly. So if you okay. – I, I share any of that for all my statistics. Yeah, I was, you know, I think something encouraged me to, oh, I know what it was. I was on that Facebook thing and I was like, well, which one would I boost to test? You know, well, I don't want to just put a blog out there. Mine would have to be something about exchange migration, something like that. And I could totally throw in a hundred bucks to test it. But the thing is, I hate to say this is I, I'm wondering if I'm maxed out right this week, I'll just say with how much work I can handle. (laughs) If the ad works, here I am going, oh, my God, now I'm booked up for two weeks. And I can't have that kind of company, Tom. I can't. I could never have a company where I'm booked out two weeks. It w- I, don't, I just don't think I could run it myself. And you yes. can see that with your jobs, right? Uh, you know, for me, I, I've had um, kind of an entrepreneur spirit, and I've hired a lot of really, really smart people that I pay a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and I run my business a little bit different. Uh, Corey, for example, runs my cabling projects. I don't care about details and my employees know about that. I don't want to know. I'm, I'm an anti-micromanager. So I just give Corey the money and he even decides how to pay the, everyone involved in the build out. Nice. I don't care. And he starts telling me like, nice. so-and-so did this. And I look at him, I do this. And he goes, I forget you don't even care. <laughs> so I just, trust him. <laughs> all I care about is the dollars. And I, uh, my guys who run the store, I just need to know the dollars. Tell me how much I need to pay people and the check will be ready for them. Tell me how much we have to spend with vendors, contractors, and they just, you know, it, I make it very easy for them, but that's the only way I can run a business because the people who, if you run around trying to micromanage everyone, uh, you go crazy. Um, and I have to learn, I've had to learn to let go uh, to trust Steve, to trust Corey, to trust Kyle, to trust Cass and make sure they're just going to do their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> how many guys you got? Uh, seven. Nice. So for you to pull on 90 grand just from one ad for a year that you can, you could take that on. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, God, if I put in advertising and got 90 grand, I'd need another one of me. And that changed my whole thing right now. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can handle it, but, but um, uh, I, I like that you can do that. And you can also play with the numbers. If you're starting to see businesses slowing down, you already know how to work the, the marketing trends to go pick up business. Yes. Yep. Here, I'm going to like share real quick. Here's Sweet. like I said with the Pokemon one. You, you look at the organic numbers on this, yeah. you know, 4,229 and 1254, but I only spent, so here's all, those are the details, but if you look what I actually spent on this, uh, $10. Nice. Oh my <laughs> God. All that interaction, 18 different shares and things like that. So when you scroll through some of them, um, it, it's funny too, like this one, people, uh, Mac batteries that blew up. So we threw this on our Facebook page. This got a lot of attention, you know, a review of the new Google inbox or yeah. people like to watch us crushing things. And how many views did that get? That was I awesome. got a few too. Um, and that same thing, a small boost, uh, it, a little bit more on the paid, but still yeah. uh, two, yeah, the 5,000 views overall. So wow. a little over. Yeah, it's all about driving a little bit of interaction with this. This is still one of our super popular blog posts, how to turn off the Windows 10 annoyances. Yeah. Um, 17,000 people reached and same thing. I spent Jeez. a few dollars on it, but a lot of people, uh, 118 likes and that these little things are just, 
you know, all the stuff that you push it. Yeah. I like that you use a lot of, uh, a lot of different variety on your page too. colors, uh, things that are going to grab people's attention. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to me, I, I, you got a really nice, nice page roll in there. Did you notice that they changed the page like in the last week again? Yeah. They, there's so yeah. much changing going on and it's just, it's, it gets kind of crazy. Um, but you know, we, like I said, we're always trying to change it up and uh, do stuff like this is a cabling project. This one has the least amount of views, and, uh, but <laughs> the most money, <laughs> but the most money came from this because it landed us at one single job worth about 27 K. It was just, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, there you go. And this was a pretty high paying job too. We got paid really well on this. So the project, um, Overall, was is a great thing. Yeah. The, and um, they actually sh- the most views on the video came from their office. I shared it with the people there. <laughs> they just loved the video of us building out their office. <laughs> That's awesome. I just okay. Let's just go up back to that one again. Even look at the graphics you made, which you could tell you took the one for the cabling. Yeah, you spent. I don't know even know who does your graphics. Do you do it? Me. Oh yeah, I do everything myself. I do all my own video editing, uh, post production. I have about five thousand dollars worth of camera equipment. I got lights. I got uh, soft boxes, everything. But even just look at just the intro graphic, it looks freaking awesome. You know, I mean, it shows that you put in the the time to make it look good. It's not choppy and, you know. No, we put a lot of, and then um, everything on it is a uh, time lapse. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) So there's like all the video work that went into um, actually how these guys built it all. Dang. How long did that take to make the video or the, yeah. the Oh well, God, there's you did it while you were doing it. Right. So <laughs> um, here's, here's what's even now my guy, these are cable installers, but they've all been trained how to operate my camera gear. And I give it to them in uh, really tough Pelican cases as Corey <laughs> playing around the camera. <laughs> um, they dragged it through one of the holes. Uh, the, all they know is a press a button and mount the camera and it records. And then they just go around doing their job. So they've all been trained how to do it. And when they're done, they put it back into nice Pelican cases and they literally throw it because yeah. they're wiring guys and they put it back in the boxes. So it makes it really easy. And then they just give me the footage. The hard part is what to do with that much footage. <laughs> yeah. So then you're <laughs> really an actual people. usable video, but in the end, um, the end product of all this showing off how the office was built out that we, that we did. I actually walked through then and give a tutorial in the video oh of how God. we did everything step-by-step. Step. Um, you you're my hero. You're like my video graphics hero. That is just perfection in marketing. In my opinion, that you actually at the very end was like, now I'm going to give you the tour. Yep. I do the time-lapse tour. Yeah. It's the same process I do for, um, yeah. you know, all the little things like that. It's yeah. so that one was definitely worth the, the, the time. That makes me want to rethink my crappy videos I've done now. But, you know, the thing is, is I can't, um, <clears throat> I cannot show my work. I cannot show the client's outlook, you know. Right. So if I could wear a GoPro thing on my head, it would be all blurred out. Yeah, and that's where um, it gets a little tricky with me too. Yeah. So what we actually do is, like, for example, my, my last past video has thousands of views. It's uh, real popular video. And I didn't, obviously I can't show the details of LastPass with my passwords in there. So I went through the trouble to create fake websites with logins. So LastPass <laughs> could populate it and then actually show you how it worked. So there's, there's a little bit of things you have to do because I, I same thing with my clients. I couldn't just film it all my clients either. Yeah. Um, you know, worries about trade secrets and stuff like that. So 
I stage things, I set things up, I put them together. Uh, it takes time to do it, but in the end result product is that much more. Um, I have a whole tutorial on how I do my accounting um, with Linux and some of the backend stuff. And same thing, I had to blur everything out. I had to lock it all down. You can't just throw it out there. And uh, so it's, that's a big credit. There's a lot of post-production. So I understand why it can be daunting for people to really uh, get into that. But on the same side, I will, I, I'm as open as I can be. It makes me money. Yeah. I try to I try to be open too. And when I make my videos, let me just tell you that uh, the most frustrating part is is uh, I, all of a sudden I'll be in the middle of one doing a how to and freaking customer data pops up. Yeah. I'm like so then I get all flustered and I have to start over and it drives yeah. me nuts. Instead of just going okay, I'll patch that later. I I, I lose my whole train of thought because I'm so mad that I thought I got the data off because I have a lot of PST files with client names in them. Yeah. Fixes I've done. So it's like, I almost did a video machine. That's just for that. But uh, I don't know. I've been doing a lot more of the videos and it is daunting on me. I don't know how to do the graphics, but my, my guy Ray does that for me now. So I'm happy, but you, I mean, just for you to be able to do it all yourself. It's just a, it's awesome. <laughs> I'm jealous. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things. Like I've been doing video stuff. Uh, secret about me, and you, if you Google enough, you'll find this. I spent uh, nine years as a professional photographer while I had all this going. Um, it was just something else I got into. So I've done over 300 weddings. I've been published a couple times. Um, there's actually a Huffington Post piece about Detroit, and my son's on the front page of it because of some photos I did with him. Oh my god! So I, I I love art. So. You got they nine lives. They're real. <laughs> <laughs> you got nine real lives, Tom. That's yeah. awesome. I can tell that you like the the camera and the and that's like I said, it shows in your Facebook uh, personal page too, which I can kind of tell when people like you actually enjoy what you're out doing that you oh, take yeah. pictures and stuff, and that's like the smiling face of social media. You know, I, I don't get out enough to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is, uh, the, the key to social media is it is social. It is personal. Uh, too many people focus on, you know, these really generic looking cookie cutter things. They just keep publishing over and over again. The goal is to draw engagement. Yeah. You know, the last video I started playing, I lit the hard drive on fire. That's and funny. then we made a B-roll of it because we made some horrible choices lighting a hard drive on fire because my friend thought he could put it out in a way that didn't really work. <laughs> and oh. he's fire <laughs> And then he burned his fingers and we, it, the camera was rolling. So we said, okay. And we put that, we put that together and that got a whole bunch more views because people are laughing at me for lighting myself on fire, which yeah, I've done well, more than once now. <laughs> people like that kind of instant fun stuff. Yeah. They totally do. Okay, Tom, I got a couple more questions here for oh, you. Uh, let's see. Well, let's even looked at the list. That's how free talking this went. I love it. Um, you know, I think we covered, uh, some Google stuff, some YouTube, some Facebook. Uh, so what would you say right now is like your top marketing that works? Top. So much of my, um, engagement is coming from my, my constant interaction with people on Facebook, gotcha. uh, and communication with them. That's, and this goes on my personal Facebook. Well, it's, it's, uh, I like to call it living your brand. So yeah. people know me as a tech guy. So people just constantly throw tech questions at me. Uh, so that drives a lot of the good business relationships. Yeah. Uh, people still buy from people they like, and yeah. they're going to Google to an extent. Um, I'm doing the best I can on the Google. We're getting a lot of hits. I got the uh, Google AdWords has been great for driving a lot of the traffic, hard to get good conversions out of it though. It really? does drive big numbers, but it doesn't get the 
But some of my, my biggest jobs have all been from these things like seeing that video. Yeah. They made a connection. We had some mutual friends. So I had a friend requesting the guy and became like, we started talking through Facebook before we actually met in real life for me doing the job. Yeah. So there's an element of, yes, it came from Facebook. Yes, it's kind of personal. The jobs we get from our Google Analytics are usually just the smaller ones uh, because they're people a little bit of price shopping, but they want some quality and they know infrastructure is important. So they Google us and go, hey, look, those guys. And they, my landing page for structured cabling has those videos embedded in it. All my YouTube videos get re-embedded all over my website. Yeah. So anywhere I have the words for the SEO and I have the video for those who don't like to read. <laughs> exactly. And people like watching because no one likes to read anymore. No, no one wants to read anymore. Read. And, and because I try to make the videos entertaining and, you know, it starts out with a time lapse with graphics that make you want to click. So you, it's all feeds into it. I like those graphics too. I liked it. I mean, I was like, I'd watch it. Not even like cabling. Yeah. Because I like the graphics, it looked fun. Yeah, That's what I want fun. To and then you you see a bunch of guys in a time lapse in a big white empty building turning it into a finished office. So yeah, it looked nice. It was very impressive. I, I talked to Ray, my photo or my graphics guy, and said, "Okay, now that I'm seeing something work here, I need to invest money into getting it done professionally, because everybody tries to do things on the cheap." I'll admit, me too. I, I yeah. love doing my blogging, but I did start to notice that. If I'm starting to get calls from clients that are liking the cheap stuff, how many are going to feel attracted to the quality work? Right. You know, because they're going to be like, hey, that looks like a freaking awesome video now that I've spent some bucks. And that's where I find that uh, I do like spending money on things that work. I mean, I spend thousands of dollars a year on marketing stuff, even yeah. though I, I might be doing it myself, like video stuff and all that. So, well, I haven't done, I haven't dove into the Facebook stuff yet, Tom. I'm getting a little nervous that I'm going to want to, but uh, uh, I think I, I definitely need a class on it. I, I just I think I'd start with the boost post because that's what you did, right, in the beginning. Um, yeah, the boost posts are easy until you drill down. When yeah. you start doing the drill downs, they're amazing, and uh, <laughs> they get oh man, I. I have specific ads that only target small business owners in my area and things like that. I mean, you can get demographically very specific with your uh, target ads because Facebook knows everything about you. And oh, no. You see how many diet things I get on Facebook. I don't even use the word fat in my profile, and I get diet stuff. They have Facebook image profilers. Buys. You got to remember Facebook buys every, because this is what's even creepier. And I have this in one of my videos uh, for the drill down. It's even creepier because Facebook buys uh, data from all kinds of third party sources that are collecting it and then tries to match the data up with you to figure out who the anonymous survey is related to. And I break this down in one of my videos on how to run a Facebook ad and in depth. And when you start yeah. looking at it, because it tells you a uh, source of data is either Facebook or some of their third party sources that they purchased. Um, so they really give you an insider's look. It's almost creepy because uh, the general public doesn't know how much aggregated data there is behind Facebook. So yeah. that, that whole algorithm ranking, but they give it to you because you can go uh, And I actually help several of my friends' businesses with their social media. And one of the things we've done, for example, for a photographer, we can focus on life events. And I did this for a hall rental and anyone who works in the wedding industry because I have a lot of contacts in there. Uh, we set a Facebook ads form that targeted people who said they got engaged. That was the only criteria. Oh, wow. Because if you get engaged in about one year, you're going to need a hall. 
you're going to need a photographer and anything else in the wedding. So you can set up the ads so specific to people making life announcements of engagement. And then you just hammer down the ads on those people because you're, you're doing it geographically to your service area, especially halls. You know, people aren't going to go maybe 30 miles from the house for all. They're not going to drive real far. So you get some really narrow areas and all of a sudden you're only spending a few hundred dollars, but they had incredible conversion rates because, Hey, there's a hall popping up and we just got engaged. It's amazing. Facebook knows what's going on. I know. I'd like to use the word my outlook crashed because I know that those are three words that people use all the time. Right. My outlook just crashed. Poof. Ad. (laughs) Exactly. I love that. Poof. Ad. I'm right there. (laughs) I, you know, Tom, that's the thing is I'd, I'd have to get very specific because not a lot of people go into Facebook and say, I need an outlook expert. You know what I mean? But they type in the words that they are having problems with. You know, one I was looking too on your blogs here, um, one of the things that get, got me a lot of hits, I just, when there was a bug in Outlook uh, because of an update that broke it, and then Microsoft had to re-release a patch, I put a post together of how to fix it with the IDs in the uh, part of it. And that still drives a lot of traffic for people searching for Outlook because it's the, the crash ID. I actually yeah. took it and typed it out into my blog, how to fix Microsoft crash ID this. And that drove a lot of traffic because they're Googling the, the you know Outlook crash, like you said, but then they're throwing in the error code numbers. Yeah, I do a lot of error code um, work. In fact, I try to, anytime I find a good error that I fix, I, I, I'll go and compare it to other people's fixes and be like, oh, well, I can get on page one now because I have a good authority word with Outlook and all the other yep. top words. So I, I usually rank on page one, um, admittingly, easy if yeah. I do it right. Yeah, you see, I'm looking at when you did it where you put the uh, knowledge base numbers in there, which is perfect. That's the kind of stuff that you need because it was for yeah. your hotfix missing for anonymous authentication and Outlook uh, mail control panel. And that. Those little things like that really do help a lot when you put the error code numbers in there and the knowledge base numbers because people are searching for them. Oh, and totally. you know, you're nailing it right there. I, I scroll down a little. You got the video. You got the uh, you know schedule time <laughs> with Lisa. You're, you know what you're doing. <laughs> Dude, I'm a market, uh, marketing gal. Let me show you guys. I'm going to screen share my videos. Uh, hold on. I got to find which screen share I got it on. Well, the thing is I learned was uh, – tell me if you could see my screen here. Yeah. Okay. So one thing I learned about YouTube and Google is that they're brother sister and oh, yeah. uh, you definitely, um, and I, I don't mind showing my analytics here of the, <clears throat> here's my next video coming out is uh, the same thing I sit and cook, you know, people find it and, and it'll take some time, but let me scroll down to, so here you can tell I was getting colorful. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, let's show some pictures of me because that's really me. I don't know if I'm going to do that all the time, but, um, you know, I start with the simple ones and they have short views, but then give it a year or two and then they got thousands. Yeah. Like this one I just did four months ago, 1500. It's not a top ranking one, but look at that error. Now go Google that right now. Outlook cannot log on and I should have two place, uh, place marks in, in, uh, Google. I should have my blog will be on page one for sure. And maybe the video, but I don't think the video made it yet. Yeah, but that's the whole thing is is you have the videos there. And especially because when you're focused or you're specialized in something, it's a little bit different because you, you don't need to have 10,000 views. No. You need to have that one viewer who's got money. 
Yeah. <laughs> that one guy who's like, I will contract you to do the work. Uh, Cause it's not yep. like you're, you're fixing 10,000 copies of Outlook. No. You're fixing a handful of businesses that are in a bind that you have the solution for. Yep. And that's why these little ones here, how to clear all filters applied with IMAP and Outlook. There I didn't know go. how to write that one, but you know what? How to clear all filters. I got all the big words. Yep. <laughs> that's all exactly. that matters. And then when you, I mean, I've got the 28, uh, 2800 or whatever, but my blogs have more. So, you know, what I did was in this blog, I actually added the video to it as a little bonus because I was like, well, some people are not going to like having to read it out when they can watch it. So I put them together and here's the hot fix YouTube video right there. 4,000 views. Not bad. And then I go back down a little bit more and I got uh, how to share an exchange an outlook on iPhone. That one's a hot one. I don't know how that one became hot, but it just started bursting. So I like, you know that. what though? That's, that's a big deal. Cause it's, it's not simple as it should be. <laughs> no. And I have a, a, a blog on that that doesn't have anywhere near the, the, the clicks, which like we said, YouTube is where people are finding things. It probably ranks higher. <laughs> well, you got to think of what people are going to want to do either follow instructions or watch. And yeah. so don't waste your time like I've done spending two. One time I spent four hours on a two-minute video, Tom. You know how much it drove me nuts because I kept making mistakes. <sighs> well, I was finally like, okay, I'm doing this wrong. <laughs> That's where you just got to get good at the editing part and you chop it all back apart. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> now, you know what I started doing is said, I'm not going to show people how to fix things anymore. I'm going to talk to them. So on my videos on YouTube, I stopped showing how to fix. I talk about the stories and how I did it, and then I have them call me. I changed it because the video editing wasn't a value. I wanted them to call me instead. It just made more sense. So that's that's kind of how I've been working that angle of it, I guess. But I've been loving the YouTube, definitely. Everything's good on YouTube. I know. It's, it's, more, it's more than people falling down. It's <laughs> oh, man. Which, of course, is a whole funny genre unto itself. <laughs> I started my channel in 2008, and my first video was funny. It was uh, something about backing up your computer. And, you know, I was like, I'm going to do a weekly YouTube. You know, I was all excited until I realized I didn't like the editing and all that. So my, my channel has been out a long time, but just doesn't have, like, a lot of subscribers. But yeah. When people start saying they saw my video, I'm like, I don't care how many subscribers when they pay me money. Mm -hmm. I'm not out to make a lot of money on YouTube. I'm out to make money from the clients. Right. You know, so, it depends on how you monetize it. So my cousin yeah. has a YouTube channel. That's like her living. Mm. And uh, she does really well with it. She actually had a brick and mortar business and she sold it because it was standing in a way of her making more money on YouTube. No kidding. And she makes oh, yeah. money off YouTube. Huge. I mean, like, Really, really good money. We'll talk offline if you want to know dollars. Oh, my God. <laughs> awesome. I do. I love like, those people. She sold her big brick-and-mortar restaurant because it was in the way of her making more videos. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and she was doing really well. I mean, like, they own nice new cars, mm -hmm. nice stuff. And <laughs> yeah, well, we saw what happened, too. So. We saw what happened to the computer boys last year, a year and a half ago, when they got Microsoft was trying to get all their videos down and stuff. Oh. You got to be careful on ownership of that shit. Mm -mm. Yeah, when it, that's a, that's the thing. See, they're doing, they're doing dog videos. That's they really? make all their money with their dogs. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that offline. It's I'll, it's I'll fill everybody it's in later. Things that it, you know because she's my I host her website and her stats you you just are more than blown away with. 
Really? Yeah. They, um, they're insanity. They're. Wow. So what's their, I want to see it. 300,000, so almost 300,000 subscribers. How many views though? That's the subscriber. Millions. I don't think matters. Oh yeah. Millions of views. That, that's, that's what matters. The millions. <laughs> million, literally yeah. millions of views. They have over a thousand videos, 1,053 videos right now. Oh my God. And like I, said, they make a living off of it. Well, I know a few guys that make a lot of good side money off it. I don't, the only ones I know that are big is like computer, the Eli guy, or what is his name? Eli. Yeah. Eli, the computer guy. <laughs> I, said it wrong. <laughs> I think he does. And uh, there's a few other dudes I follow. The Linus guy. What is his name? Uh, Lewis Rossman. Well, yeah. I'm not sure I love Lewis anymore. No. No, he's been getting real negative. No, he's always negative, but. Yeah, he's always had his little. Yeah. But, I mean, they're kind of like the YouTube famous people, you know, that, that I don't know. It's kind of like watching a TV show, you know. Yeah, so them are. You know, Casey Neistat and some of those people are awesome. Oh, uh, Casey, yes, while we were sitting here, I, I logged in. So uh, she gets a million, over a million, about a million hits a month almost. No 1.1 million. That's her website because I host it. Yeah. So, yeah, wow. 1.1 million hits a month on her website. Oh, my dog. God. For dog. <laughs> and we could talk about it. I mean, meet her. She, she We were just hanging out uh, a couple weeks ago because she stayed up. Uh, she parked her car at my house to go to VidCon because she lives in uh, northern Michigan and I live by the airport. So oh. I shuffled them over to the airport so they didn't have to pay for the airport parking. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. Well, she, if you're doing all that stuff for her, I mean, does she even like know the value of all that kind of stuff on the website? Oh, yes. She, she's, she is excellent <laughs> at marketing. She, um, well, she broke the website uh, and I, she went over to bandwidth limit and she messaged me. She's like, Hey, my site's down. I look, I'm like, and I had a warning that popped up and like, she popped on there minutes later. Uh, Cause she sells, she's really good at monetization. Uh, so she sells things. So she sold these limited edition socks and so many hits came to the website and she sold so many hundreds of pairs of socks. It, it went over the bandwidth limit on a website. Oh my God. <laughs> Shark tank so, stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she just got to deal with uh, liquid plumber. Uh, for featuring them. They reached out to her. She's been on Animal Planet a couple times. I mean, she's, oh yeah, she really, really does well with this. Wow, that and that's cool. That's like new school business, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that too. It's, it's where I kind of am hoping I can start finding a little different niche with all this. I'm playing, Tom, and that's what you're doing is you're playing. Yes. It's fun. Oh, you yes. Love, it's playing business, but it it's both. And I'm trying to find the next thing i want to do that's a little more fun so i've been keeping my eyes open yeah no, we'll talk afterwards because i'll I'll share the stats with you because i don't i can share stuff personally i don't know if she would ever not that i think there's any connection between our audience and hers but um she doesn't care if i share her web stats but i know some of her monetization information yeah. talk a little bit about how that works and it's really a, there's a i learned a lot just having a sitting down have lunch with her and uh She's very open about how it all works. So, well, most people that are like us, we do like sharing. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. She's it's, a business owner, um, and she's got a background in business. So, business nice. and marketing is what her degree's in. Very so she, her, her restaurant's amazing. Like, uh, she sold it to her brother, so it's not like she really got rid of it. Uh, but she doesn't run it anymore at all. She sold to him. Uh, but their restaurant has a line out the door every day. They're in Alpena, Michigan. Well, who is she to you? Uh, my cousin. Cousin. I thought she, you said sister. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Wow. 
So, so she built that company up really big um, with her with that business. And on the side, she started doing this thing with her dogs and the Jeeps because uh, they do this whole Jeep offering thing. Oh and that level of marketing turned into we're making money, we're meeting people. And then it got so big, she's like, God, we we don't have time for this because we have a restaurant to run. Which one are we going to choose? And they like doing the YouTube videos so much more. And they said there came a point where that started making them more money than a restaurant that was that busy. Like yeah. they have one of those delis that got dining and everything. Um, and they're swamped because they do deliveries for all the local businesses because they're in a downtown historic district. They're right in the middle of it. So yeah. they're the only place around that serves the kind of food they serve. So they just have all this business there. So it's pretty neat. Yeah. Sorry, the sun is starting to get in my eyes here. I've seen that. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> like I flipped my things the wrong way. I have uh, here a uh, plantation, so totally plantation shutter, so totally like shuts the sun out. Because ah. in Vegas, it is so hot. Yes. Every day. I, which, by the way, Tom, I do bitch about my uh, my heat problem every show a little bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have to have some consistency. It's a bitch about the weather, the heat, which has a rain here in six weeks. So it's really bad. Uh, I was so thrilled we had a drought, and I'm like, yay, because it rains a lot here in Michigan. <laughs> and I don't like rain. I like drought. Yeah, it's a moist area, no doubt, oh. which I'm, I'm kind of just waiting for the fall to come so I can just get some relief. And it's I'm in my third month of the heat. Mm. And I'm making it, but it's it's a lot. It's daunting. And I've got three humidifiers blazing. I, I was saying earlier pre-show. I drink like eight of these or more. I mean, it's, I, I never feel satisfied. Yeah. Like I could drink water till every single minute. And I'm just like, <gasps> I'm still ex- need it. It's very, it's very weird. I never thought I'd feel this before. Well, you work remotely, pick a better location. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I remember I was in the Keys. That was awesome. And then I was in Miami and I don't know. It, it is fun remote though. I did. Uh, I don't know if you knew I traveled for the 14 months. So. Okay. I, I worked in my truck for two long haul cross country remote. Oh. Yeah. No migration work though. <laughs> I learned you, you got to have internet. That's going to be very strong to do a migration. So I'm yeah. nervous being on the road. No. You're connected for so long. We do migrations as well. Uh, you know, it's funny because being in business for 13 years means the clients that we put servers in and on-premise exchange for and things like that, we're now doing cloud migration, retiring those servers off of their network, you know, all these years later. Uh, so, which, uh, you know, we queue, we sometimes go on site, we queue everything up, we set everything up remotely. Um, and then we just monitor it remotely once we're yeah. done. Let me ask you this real quick. Do you guys do uh, managed services for all your migrations or is it just like a one-off and they're done? Both. So it all depends on which one we are. So if it's part of a managed service plan, we because we out of our clients, it's kind of a split. Some are on managed services, some are just break fix, call us when they need us, um, and things like that. Yeah. So it's we're and I never understood like um, uh, I have a I have a meeting with a, a potential sales rep, but where she uh, the company she left that their thing was they exclusively do managed services. And she always found it to be hard as a salesperson because they, they have these very strict criteria. Um, if you didn't match this criteria, that's it. Well, the company kind of tanked, and that's how she got free again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will tank slash got bought out by another company because they weren't really making the numbers they wanted. Um, but someone wanted the client base that they did have, so they just got absorbed so they don't have to deal with it no more. Um, but she's like, yeah, as a sales rep, she goes, it's really hard to sell because they gave me these really strict criteria. Mm-hmm. And we're like, Ah, uh, we horror. I will take everyone. 
Why not? I can't do MSP, but I do the break fix. And then a lot of people at the end, they're like, yeah, we don't want to pay you anymore. And I'm like, well, well, then you don't get that fast service next week when you have a problem. Yeah. It just depends on what they want. You know, uh, my more tech savvy clients, sometimes they don't need anything. I mean, literally they're running all the antivirus, all the updates. They manage everything themselves really well. Uh, Like we have some engineering companies that we do break fix for. They're high level CAD engineers. Yeah. They don't have silly computer <laughs> problems. They're working very complicated 3D modeling and design. These are highly educated people um, who are very tech savvy, so they don't bother with our managed services. If they have a problem, it's because something really didn't turn on. And yeah. they want us to, they'll pay us to come out and fix it. Oh, exactly. I got some AutoCAD clients too, man. And these guys have no problem paying to get that support. I yeah. love those guys. Next to lawyers, I think they're my second favorite. <laughs> lawyers are weird because they just argue a lot. Not me. Really? I love no. them. Oh, I just picked up one. I just picked up another one today. You know what? I I don't like using the word profiling, but if I see a request come in from a law firm, I'm like, I just go right for the the four hour pitch, which a nice four hours, five hundred bucks for me, Tom. It's enough for them to go, yeah, let's give her a shot. <laughs> yeah. Because you know what? But they're going to use it, and I don't lose many. And to me, it uh, it's an immediate five hundred dollar sale. And the problems, they usually have tech guys like you that are the, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying like you, but um, a lot of them have tech guys that they're experiencing a problem that the tech guys don't know. Right. Without look could be anything. And, and, then I you know, and a smart tech guy knows when to outsource something. And when I was an IT director, I had that all the time because that was like some of the management meeting or why don't you just know how to do this? I'm like, because it needed to be done. It needed to be done now. And, you know, we were a 24, six and a half company. So we were open um, 24 hours a day. We closed Saturday at 5 p.m. and we reopened uh, Sunday at yeah. 5 p.m. So we only had 12 hours of downtime. So anything that happened was critical to the company. So when things that were outside of my scope, I immediately had all these people on call on contractors. Some of them, you know, because this is long, this is 2002 before we really had MSP, mm-hmm. um, but I would have them on retainer and they knew. Yeah. They, they, they also, I had a reputation for paying them really well and really fast. So they <laughs> never had a problem giving me good service. Because they're right. like, Tom guy, he takes care of us vendors. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I've had some uh, tech guys actually call me and say, I just want to buy a ticket just to have you in case I need you. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. Because like you, they're like, I don't know everything in the world. So that when you set the expectations with the clients, like what I say is the prepaid ticket goes so far. If it's outside of my scope of my knowledge range of what I can fix quickly, I'm not going to do it because right. that, that puts you in jeopardy of your computer maybe not being serviced right. And I don't want to be responsible for a job. I don't know. Like Windows 10, a lot of that stuff is way too outside of my interest level now. A lot Windows of 10, the stupid <laughs> start button of death. We just oh, had God. another one of those today. Yeah. Uh, the what circle of death? The start button of death. I Have haven't seen, seen that. No. So it's funny. This, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's a Washington Post article I've seen about it. The problem's gotten so bad with Windows 10 that they published it in one of the big, you know, regular news media outlets. Wow. What happens is, for no particular reason, Microsoft no is aware of the problem and does not have a fix. You go to click the little start button in Windows 10, and it says a critical error has occurred. <gasps> I and see that's that. all it will do. Now, here's the weird part. You can open up anything that's already uh, pinned to the launcher or on the desktop, but that's it. You can't use... Um, Cortana, you can't click the start button and that's it. You're dead. You're stuck. Oh my God. Microsoft's answer, reload. (gasps) 
oh, after they just had it reloaded by somebody and other apps put on other settings done and everything's configured for perfection. Yeah. You know, Tom, guess what I've come across? Um, there's a new, not a new glitch, but it, it, it's been not talked about yet and anywhere is the um, the mail applet in uh, the control panel for Outlook 2013 doesn't open. Mm. Oh, my God. And guess what? I can't tell who's going to have that problem till I go into to click it. Yeah. I don't know of a way to say magically it doesn't work. So all of a sudden uh, I'll be in a computer and I'm like, Oh, guess what? We get to do safe mode for a few weeks. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We get to do safe mode, which I'm like, this is your only choice. And I've tried to figure out some ways to get the profiles to stay with the new one. Cause you know, you have a choice in safe mode, but yeah, I'm like, dude, this is not my problem. And Microsoft cannot fix this. So you are stuck, but I fixed your problem. You know what I so mean? We're working on, I need to document it. Cause one of my guys came up with a fun hack. Um, the way we get around the start button to death without reloading is activating um, from the command line, adding another user to windows 10 and then copying everything over to the other user. Makes and sense. it doesn't break a second time. So you but think it's a profile break? It's something in the profile that causes it. But here's what's weird. If the profiles are created at the time, it usually affects all the profiles and they all have it. But the new ones you create don't have it. <laughs> so we've been really trying to solve the problem because Microsoft, it literally is an old problem that they don't have an answer for. Oh, is it compatibility mode? <laughs> yeah. It's just like you just can't open things anymore. And to think that it actually reached a, a primary news outlet, like, oh, yeah, Microsoft's aware of the problem. And Windows 10 people are like, Microsoft, you pushed us into this. You forced it down our throat. You auto-upgraded us to this. And it's not oh, ready God. for prime time. And you have problems that you can't solve. Oh, that's my God. That's business funny. community. They're losing confidence in the company. Oh, that's funny. But they're, they're, but they're also realized they're married to it. <laughs> and they can't get out. It's a messy divorce. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, there's – Yeah. I found that here's what the best part was, is I've downgraded so many people from 16 to 13 just to get shit to function. Yes. And now I can't, now I can't fix anything until this glitch is fixed. The clients have all been cool though. They're like, we get it. And I say, it's a documented thing. And you know, uh, I'm like, how come no one else is talking about this? Have you seen it anywhere? This glitch with uh, the control panel app, the mail applet? Not much. Oh. Um, but we really, well, the same when we're sending up Outlook, uh, it's like we've had when they break things, we almost always, because they are on, um, you know, Office 365 account, we just uninstall and reinstall Outlook. Like we just remove it, delete the profiles, can it, reset it back up. That has been, yeah. it's kind of, the, it is, it's, a, it's a nuke and pay version of just Outlook, yeah. but it's one of our, for our guys, it's just the quickest, easiest way to fix it because everything just re-syncs again um, and away it goes. I know. Our problems... We've had some really stupid problems with uh, Office 365. We had one of Microsoft's uh, nodes in our server farm got on a spam list. Nice. Yeah. And Microsoft is absolutely useless. I posted on Reddit and everyone's like, yeah, it happened to me too and different node. And they're like, good luck. They said, you just have to bitch until they fix it and tell your client uh, choose something other than Outlook 365 next time. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like Microsoft builds something to break it to keep us working. So they build something else, and it's just like this big circle. And my favorite is that you can't get 16 to connect in, uh, sorry, Exchange to connect in 16. Yeah. I get that all the time. And I'm yeah, just like, all those things like, you guys made this product. You made both products. 
How do they not work together? They don't. And whatever genius the programming developed, uh, hey, let's take away the manual way to set up Office 365. That was fucking brilliant. Yeah, let's hide that. <laughs> let's hide it. Wait, is it hidden or is it gone? Um, they removed it. As far as I know, it's not there. Someone said you can do it manually with registry entries, but I don't know that that's true. Okay, so and the reason this is the reason I know that. So this was this was hysterical. Uh, this was at least me being. I couldn't help it because I chuckled, and she was <laughs> mad. The customer was mad, but I couldn't help it because she knew I was right. So the owner is a company that was set up on on Google Apps. Yeah, got bought by a new owner. The new owner loves nothing but Outlook and thinks Google is the most evil, horrid company on the planet. Like they should be gone. I can't believe the government hasn't broke them up. That's her attitude on Google, (laughs) whatever. And uh, so the migration uh, was to get them set up on Office 365 and, you know, hosted exchange, everything else. So when we're the day I came to do the migration and set up, um, we, it wouldn't set up the users and it wouldn't give them an error. It just kept spinning and spinning and telling me it was wrong. So we finally got in Microsoft support, which took almost 30 minutes for them to respond. I used their live chat support and uh, they said, what's the problem? I told them and they said, Oh, our servers are down. We can't add any new users. Mm. And I looked over at her and I just smiled <laughs> and she's just like, shut up. I'm like, I'm not joking. She thought I was joking about reading it off the screen. She comes over, looks at my shoulder because we were actually on site doing this. And because uh, they don't like things done remotely, weird client, but they were willing to oh, pay wow. the rate to have us out there migrating. I said, nice. and she goes, money's not an object. I said, well, then I'll see you in about half an hour. <laughs> and I'll bring my four or five texts with me. <laughs> yeah. So it's just funny. You look over at her and she's just like, she's livid because we're there. We're supposed to finish it. And we can't because Microsoft, and then she goes, when's it going to be fixed? So I typed exactly what she said, when's it going to be fixed? And he goes, we don't have an ETN on this problem. Nice. <laughs> and I'm just like, what if it? <laughs> I, I said, know. I guess you'll just have to keep using evil Google for a little while longer because we, we can't switch to mail records yet. And she just rolled right. her eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like you're hijacked and kidnapped at the same time. Yeah. You can't you can't do anything. And yeah, I, I, I know like how does how do they have downtime like that? I mean, just oh yeah, we can't and what's weird is they said their existing users were fine. There's just no way to add a new user because it, the what it was broken specifically was that the users are added, they can log into the Outlook. A web app like the web interface worked fine so the users were technically set up but you couldn't add outlook because outlook would not do it would just sit and spin instead of actually finishing adding the user and like you said if there was a manual way for me to put this in so that's where i spent some time googling because she told me to and i said hey i'm by the hour i'll google stuff i said <laughs> i'll use google to try and figure out a workaround for microsoft <laughs> down server <laughs> oh my god i'll google so, stuff <laughs> like i said and that's how i i'm verbally saying this because i can't help but be a smart ass because it's it's so amusing to me and my guys like we are loving this <laughs> and we shouldn't i know i know hey it's not like we say hey let me go bang that real quick yeah I, yeah. yeah i don't bang. i banged it oh i banged that i couldn't find it yeah you know what bing stands for don't you bada bing but it's not google oh <laughs> it's an acronym well, I, I guess i don't know what bing does mean what yeah. is it but it's not google that, that's the oh, acronym are you kidding me okay i catch it now <laughs> Oh my God, but it's not Google, but it's not, it's an acronym. <laughs> yeah. Is that there's hey, that there number one in porn search, right? What's that? The results. I don't know if you knew that. Look that up. That's a fact. <laughs> that, They're number one for people searching for naughty stuff. Bing is. Yeah. Why is that? You think? 
uh, Bing doesn't filter the results. And it's kind of like the, the, the kind of the inside joke is this. Why filter them? That's the only thing we got people coming here for. Fine. Yeah. At least you're coming here. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people, the reason why they bing instead of Google is you're right. The history doesn't show up. And, and I would think that if you were uh, being naughty, that someone doesn't know how to go into the bing stuff is easy. No, no, I know it's, it's very different because with Google, they know Google's logging all. And yeah. then oh, your Google history um, <laughs> ties to your phone. So people, you know, the stuff they type into the Google search, they go look in their phone, they hit recent search, you know, with the Android syncing, and they're like, oh, I guess I did look for that. <laughs> you know, so they realize and people are becoming very aware that that's how Google works. Yeah. You keep an entire report on everything. Uh, so just wandering over to Bing is probably a lot easier for them. Well, they're not going to track me in Bing because no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. Government's not, the, gov the government's not asking for your Bing search records. <laughs> no, exactly. All right, Tom, well, let's do this here. Let's close up the show because we didn't follow any of the topics on my list. It was uh, just a free talking show, which I loved. But we did talk about, you know, that we covered some page analytics. We talked about some stats. We talked about some YouTube uh, right. and, and the power of that and the power of video. So we, we created a new list. Exactly. And for those that, uh, you know, are listening, I do have a, usually a little topic outline, but I'd love that the free talk usually, you know, goes to it. And we did cover most of it just in different ways. So awesome. I was like, Tom, you got to be on the show. And then uh, let me create an outline real quick, though. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. All right, folks. Well, let me close the show up here. Tom, do you have anything else you want to say? Pitch your stuff, whatever. No, I think that's about it. If you uh, want to reach out to me, have questions, comments, tell me I'm an idiot, uh, whatever, you know, go to my website yeah. and uh, all my links are there to find me. Well, I'll put the links out too when I get to okay. show up. All right. This has been a Heyman Hendrickson production, audio supported by Mitch Heyman. Thank you to our sponsor, App River. If you have a story you want to share or be a guest on the show, contact me, Lisa, at callthatgirl.biz. If you need any tech help with migration work, Outlook expert, you can call me at 612 865 4475. That's it. See you next time, folks.